Welcome, everyone. Thank you very much for joining us. It is Wednesday, September 12th. We are recording Thursday night in the middle of the Bucks um, Panthers game, which is actually on a lightning delay right now. Um, we are trying to bring you all these crazy injuries, give it to you straight, tell you whether or not they're serious, whether or not the guy's likely to play, whether or not you can depend on them. We'll get. We'll, I'll reflect briefly a little bit about last week and, and and some of the guys that were injured that ended up doing okay, and some of the guys that didn't do okay. Uh, but first of all, Amar, uh, Amar, how are you doing this week? Great, great. great. Uh, we got a lot to talk about. Um, thanks for having us today. So my name is Dr. Patel from Orthopedic Associates Riverside, Chicago. For those who don't know me, and Jesse and I are going to talk about some of the big injuries, and there have been a lot of them that have been happening just in the first week of the season. Yeah, so if anybody's not following me on Twitter, uh, it's at Dr. Jesse Morris, and I release a uh, an Excel sheet of the injuries. I released the preliminary one Tuesday, I think it was, and then I released a, a more of a full list today, Thursday, um, and then I try to release an updated version tomorrow when we know a little bit more. So you'll get a kind of quick clean. Is this guy playing? Is this guy, is there a video analysis available? Um, and, and, and realistically, when is this guy going to be 100%? We can't talk about every injury for five minutes. We'd be here for three hours. So we try to hit it hard and, 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 and hit it, the important topics. But we try to do a lot of videos more in depth. Remember that there's a caveat, though. Uh, we can only go by the information that they give us. So something like, and we'll, we'll talk about this later, this Hunter Henry injury. When I hear tibial plateau fracture, I get really worried. And I think they're going to be out at least six months, probably closer to a year. When I see Adam Schefter tweet four to six weeks, I'm like, huh? That's not a standard timeline for a tibial plateau fracture. So we, we are going by the same information that you guys have. So we're just interpreting the injury. Uh, but if we don't know the true injury based on what they're telling us, then we can only go by so much. So you got to take that with a grain of salt. We do our right. best. But at the same time, all of these are ranges. Some guys will come back in the short range. Some guys have delays and go in the long range. Some guys have a re-injury and you never see them for a while. So and there's a little bit of everything. Starting um, from the top, um, we saw that last week I warned everybody that Stefan Diggs was dealing with a hamstring. I know he practiced a couple days in a row, but it was not in your best interest to play him. And I warned people that both on the live stream on Sunday morning, uh, which is for uh, initially for uh, our, our Patreon owners, and then I opened it up live, and, and as well as um, on even on Friday and stuff like that. Obviously, he did not do well. The, the offense didn't really do much at all. They only passed the ball 10 times, which is crazy in its own right. Uh, fluky. But these injuries matter. They, they have a tendency to play. I told you about Darius Geis. I told you he's a high-risk guy. And to kind of avoid him, we will talk about him. I told you uh, earlier in the season to be careful with guys like Le'Veon Bell, who, I, who I'm a little concerned about, but not as much as I was this morning. Um, there are other guys who uh, are known to be members of, you know, a community of glass like Jordan Reed. So if you listen to the injuries, if you listen to us talk about them, more often than not, we're right. Okay, we get wrong. That's the nature of medicine. It's a, a, an art and a science, you know. That's why we practice medicine. All right. Um, started us off uh, with uh, Patrick Mahomes. Any concerns with uh, his potential? It sounds more of an ankle than a knee. Yeah, he rolled his ankle uh, against the Jaguars last week, I believe. And then um, he's been back in practice from all the reports I've seen. So, you know, he doesn't rely on his legs to play, you know, like Cam Newton or Kyle Murray. He's running quarterback. So I'm not really concerned about it. Although once you sprain your ankle or knee, they're not really saying what it is. There's definitely a risk of re-injury like we've seen with someone like AJ Green. So not to worry about him, but the risk is still there for sure. Oh yeah. They, um, it, it is, they, they confirmed it was an ankle. They did not say anything about his knee, but he, he could have a, 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 part, a mild MCL sprain. Um, 
the good news is he practiced all week. I'm not concerned. He has a fantastic matchup versus, I want to say they're playing Oakland. So rock and roll, no concerns. Uh, we will talk about one of his main weapons in a couple minutes, but uh, rock and roll with him. Baker Mayfield did not look very good. The hype, that hype train, you know, took a nosedive. He uh, was getting pummeled left and right. Um, he ended up getting x-rays on his hand. I initially thought it was a shoulder, but it ended up being a hand injury. Um, good news is obviously x-rays were negative because if they were positive, you'd know about it. Um, not super concerned, but at the same time, they need to get their act together. They did not look very good. They need to uh, kind of do a little better. Uh, and they're playing Monday night, so we'll have more uh, kind of focus throughout the weekend. And then I don't expect anything to change. Any concerns for you for Baker? Not at all. X-rays are negative. He had a, a wrap on his hand for a day or two, and it's been off. So whatever it was, it was probably something minor, minor contusion, no fracture. So he should be good to go. Okay. Uh, and this is, mind you, uh, he is a uh, orthopedic hand surgeon. So if he's not worried, then you probably shouldn't be either. Um, Sam Darnold injury. I was in the middle of a crazy clinic this morning, and it said Sam Darnold has mono, and I'm like, oh boy. Crazy. I was like, I don't think people really understand how significant this is. So I took my sports medicine boards on about two months ago now, or whatever it was, and they asked me this like three different ways. Like this is a very popular boards question, uh, so I know this in and out. What is what is mono? Mono is a a viral disease from Epstein-Barr virus. It is the kissing disease. Kids in, in their teenage years get it in their 20s, and he's not you know far removed from college years. Shit um, can be spread by saliva, can be spread by utensils, um, a lot of things. It's, it's very easy to contract. It's very contagious. Uh, I was uh, informed earlier that he is in under quarantine, which is a great idea. The question is, how long has he had it? Does it explain his semi-poor performance last week, and did he give it to anybody? Okay, we, obviously we don't know that. But um, what is the biggest issue with mono? Two reasons. One, the fatigue is insane. People, they don't even want to get out of bed. They, Some people it last several months. Like this can be a big deal. Uh, the other part is what happens is the spleen gets larger and – uh, the spleen is a very important organ because it filters the majority or all of our blood very quickly. I think it's like 100% of our blood is filtered every five minutes or something like that through the spleen. So there's a lot of blood flow that goes there, and you do not want to injure it. So if if this thing is larger and you are at significant risk for lacerating it, which then would bleed into the abdomen, it would be very serious. So there is about a 21 to 28-day window where – uh, from the start of, of, of symptoms, where there is significant increased risk for rupture. It it dramatically decreases after that, but it doesn't go away. And this does not have to be um, a, a traumatic rupture. He can be sitting on his couch and it could rupture. So um, I know it's it's low. It's like 1% or 2%, but that's still high uh, when, when you're talking about someone that's going to be getting pummeled. I would be very surprised if he made it back before maybe week four. Um, but, and, and even then, w what version are we getting? Is he back to 100% or is he just better than he was the week before? Uh, what are your thoughts? Uh, anything? Yeah, I mean, mono is one of those things that you hear all the time, especially in contact sports, that spleen can rupture from a hit or just from any minor force. So I've heard they're out for, I mean, same thing three weeks minimum, possibly up to four, uh, just depending on, you know, it's just a precaution they take in every sport. So he's not coming back till week four at the earliest, and probably that's the target. Yeah, I mean, I think that's very realistic. I think that that's likely what's going to come to fruition. Um, but it, it kind of, it's a big downgrade to all their offense. I oh, mean, yeah. You know, L's going to, we'll talk about him in a minute, a little, a little bit, but that's going to go down. Uh, Crowder, who had a monster targets, uh, I think he had 17 targets. He led the league last week. Um, Anunwa is done for the season with a neck injury, so they're going to get eventually get Demarius Thomas, who they traded with the Patriots for. Um, uh, Robbie Anderson, we'll talk about a little bit for his calf, but he's going to see some uh, timeshare differences. So this is going to dramatically affect their 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 entire roster. And, and you, you're waiting till, till Monday to play, or play them. So you have to be kind of aggressive and, and smart about 
who you're going to start beforehand because Simeon is a checkdown monster. Like this is not, this offense is going to really sputter, I think, uh, when he comes out. So, you know, when he plays. So uh, this Absolutely. is a, this is a big shift. This is almost like losing, uh, uh, you know, a quarterback uh, uh, for a while because because of how much it has the potential to impact him. Uh, Foles, we saw fractured his clavicle right here. The good news is it's his non-throwing shoulder. Uh, bad news is, is is that he needs surgery. Uh, these take traditionally about, what, six, maybe eight weeks, uh, depending on the data you look at. Uh, Aaron Rodgers had it a couple years ago. He ended up having, he actually said both sides, but um, they put him on IR. He's targeting week 11. Any additional thoughts? Yeah, so he they said originally he may not need surgery, but they opted for surgery. And when we do surgery for this, we make a cut over the collarbone and put a very strong plate. And the plate's meant for the bone to heal, but it's not meant for contact sports, at least until six weeks when the bone is strong enough. So he's targeted to get back uh, after week eight. So that's standard IR. And he should be good to go once he's there, but it's a huge blow to the Jaguars, which uh, we're expect to be a little more promising this year. So everyone on the team takes a hit in my books. Yeah, I mean, Minshew did, I was very impressive. I was really impressed with him. His target share was a little fluky. Con, uh, Conley got a bump. Uh, Chark got a bump. Westbrook still looked really good and, and, and saved a lot of teams, uh, including my own. Um, I think Fournette still has the bell cow share. As long as he can stay healthy, he has top five back potential. I've said that all along. I just don't trust his health. Um, but, uh, you know, it remains to be seen how the difference between what Foles would have targeted and what Menchu is going to target. Uh, it looks like Menchu uh, is, is going to be there for at least the next seven to 12 weeks unless he or 10 weeks unless he gets injured. Um, yeah. So he's, he was a, a probably a, a popular super flex pick um, given uh, given said injury. So I would love your thoughts on this massive, crazy Tyreek Hill injury. Um, yeah. I don't think people understand how big of a deal this was. I was talking to someone over the phone earlier about risk and, and about uh, injuries and sports and, and, and all that stuff. And I was like, I don't think people understand that there is a there was a very good chance that Tyreek Hill could have died on that field the other day, given what we know about the injury. Um, I'll briefly uh, describe what happened and then I want you to kind of take over. Sure. Um, so we have collarbones on both sides that meet in the middle. The meat in the middle is your sternum or your breastbone. They are supposed to be perfectly lined up. And that breastbone is very important because it protects arguably the most important structures in the body, which are the blood vessels that insert into the heart and come out of the heart along with other stuff. But those are you know, obviously super important. What can happen is you can fracture or dislocate either uh, of the clavicles, all the collarbones. What happened with him is that in, instead of being perfectly aligned, what happened was the clavicle popped, but instead of popping out, it popped behind the sternum. So you're talking about an inch or two of total space for all blood vessels and the actual heart. And this bone, which is supposed to be here, is now pushed behind it and actually touching those nerves. If it was fractured, it probably would have lacerated one or several of those blood vessels. And those are directly coming or going to the heart. And he would have bled out within five minutes, if that. Um, so as scary as that is, thankfully, he didn't have a fracture. And they were able to re-surgically address this uh, so that he did not need surgery and plates or wires uh, put in there. Have you ever performed one of these? And can you give more information about the risk uh, about this guy coming back? What is a realistic timeline? And, 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 and how, how likely is it for him to pop this back out again? Yeah, so this is a terrible injury for anyone who plays contact sports. So just like Jesse said, the clavicle goes can go either anterior, so in the front, or posterior in the back. And when it hits the back, the major blood vessels of your from your heart going down or there. So I've taken care of a number of these in the past. And normally what we do is we get the patient to be a little sleepy and then literally take a device to pop it back into place and it tends to be stable. We always have a cardiovascular doctor available in case that it hits an artery, which 
actually happens in less than 10% of the cases, but can still be present, something we're always worried about. Biggest question for me is, what's the time frame in return? There's very little written about this. What studies we have say three months for contact sports, which is yeah. obviously pretty crazy. Um, right now, we don't have any good estimates. He said several weeks. Um, I'm estimating four, maybe six weeks, and possibly even more. It's hard to tell. This is super rare in an NFL athlete. And the thing is, if he gets rocked by you know, a cornerback from this, that could be something life-threatening. So yeah, uh, I think they're going to have to really play it by ear. They're going to try to be a little aggressive to get him back. And I don't see him coming back at least until week four or five. And there is an outside chance he's out for the whole season, although I don't, they'll probably find something in between. So uh, the only data that I could find that this happened to another player in the NFL, at least the past 10 years, and, and it was a true posterior dislocation like this, was Danny Amendola when he was with the Rams back in 12. And obviously, if you know his name, that means he still had a, a pretty good career and he's still playing. So he got lucky. And it sounds like he's never had an issue with it, thankfully. One of the th reasons what I really want to highlight uh, so people understand this is the reason why that bone doesn't traditionally bounce in the back is because there's a lot of ligaments that keep it in, in place. Well, the only way if it pops out is that means you have to tear at least one or two of those ligaments in order for it to tear and pop back. The data I've read says you really can't. There, there's really no good viable options, sources to uh, repair those ligaments. Um, so the problem is it's essentially pressure fitted back into where it belongs. But if he gets a force on the front, what's to prove it? What's to say it's not going to pop back out? So if, if right now they're saying four to six weeks, but this is uncharted territory. This is not. Uh, a normal injury that we can just say, oh, yeah, he'll be back in a month or whatever. So if I owned Tyreek Hill, I would take pretty much anything for him because I have a really bad feeling that he's never going to play in 2019 again and maybe ever again. It's Maybe maybe we get lucky and he, and he rolls the dice. Remember, he just got paid last week. He just signed yeah. a multi-million dollar contract. So, I mean – the timing is there, but it, so it's just, it's unfortunate. It's a very serious injury. This is a top 10 player uh, wide receiver and the trickle down effect is going to be significant because you're going to see Kelsey get another bump in targets. You're going to see Hardman who I love a speed demon, uh, get a bump at a significant bump in targets. And I think the Anthony Thomas is also going to kind of split those targets at least this week with him. And Sammy Watkins, who we saw went bananas last week, uh, incredible. Um, will also likely be the wide receiver one there, top 10, top 15 uh, player until he gets injured, if he gets injured, because he's got a very bad history with his feet. <laughs> so um, be careful with – as much as I love Sammy Watkins, be careful with him because he, the guy, he's had some injury issues. And that's, just, look at it, just look at the data. That's, it's there. But as long as he's on the field, he's producing, and he is a top 10 wide receiver. Um, let's move on to a couple – Less significant injuries, but still big-name players. DeAndre Hopkins with a rib injury. Could be anything from a contusion to costochondritis to a fracture to a bruise, whatever. Any concerns? No, we don't really have much uh, information on what's going on. They say that he's just been limited. The expectations that he should be out there, but they haven't really said too much yet, though. So if it's a fracture, I think they would have said it by now, that he'd yeah. be out for a little bit. So hopefully it's just a contusion and maybe he can get back out there. If he plays, he's going to be fine. Yeah, this is a pain tolerance thing. Uh, he was bouncing all over the place. He he had some he had some crazy plays. Yeah. His air yards are crazy. His target chair is crazy. Um, so uh, be, be cognizant of the fact that um, he played all of 2018 season with a significantly torn uh, either labrum or rotator cuff in his shoulder that eventually required surgery in the offseason. So if this guy, if there's anybody that's going to stick out an injury, it's this guy. So lock and load unless they tell us otherwise. Juju Smith-Schuster, whose uh, Steelers got whooped by my Patriots, and that was beautiful to see. Uh, but I digress. 
Um, we didn't know if it was his knee, if it was his hamstring. We ended up finding out it was his toe. We don't know exactly what it is. My suspicion is it's a turf toe. Um, any concerns? He practiced in limited today. I'm pretty sure he's ready to rock and roll. Do you have any res- reservations? They are at home versus the Seahawks, which should be a shootout. And the Steelers are 10 and 2 in their last 12 home games. Uh, so I, I thought, and, and we know that Seattle's defense is not exactly very good uh, in the fact that they just gave up over 400 yards passing to the Red Rocket. Uh, so any concerns with Juju? Uh, not really. I mean, he's back in practice. For those of you who know, Turf toe is basically when your toe at the distal, at the end of the joint kind of hyperextends and you get either a sprain or a tear of the ligament. So um, if he's back playing, that means it's not that bad. Yeah. And I feel a lot of, unless it's torn, like, uh, you know, Antonio Gates had a couple of while ago, it's, it's usually not an issue as long as it's taped up. So if he's back playing, I think he'll be fine. Yeah. This is what AJ Green had last year and what he ended up having surgery on for what it's worth. Julio Jones has chronic foot issues. Uh, good. He just signed a monster contract. He didn't have the best week last week. I expect that to be better this week. Um, not overly concerned. I just put him on the list because he didn't play his full target share of snaps. So I, I felt there was due diligence. And when you look deep at the data to, uh, to just mention that he wasn't hundred percent yet, uh, he should be getting closer to hundred percent. And I expect him to be more, a little more dominant this week. Um, one injury that we really don't know much about. It's been really vague. I've tried to find, I just can't find it is Mike Williams. He's got reportedly a knee injury that Coach uh, Lynn said they are concerned about, but we literally don't know anything about it. Could be a sprain, could be a meniscus. Um, we we don't know. What are your thoughts? Yeah, they, hopefully, I can't remember if this is the knee he injured a couple of years ago where he was out, but uh, they haven't said anything. We just don't know. He, they said he hasn't been practicing the last couple of days. I feel if it was something crazy like an ACL, we would know about it by now. But yeah. it could be something partial, even partial injuries in the knee can keep someone out a week or two. So we'll kind of just have to figure out what goes on. But just something to definitely look for, especially when you're setting your lineups for the weekend. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm, I'm quite concerned about this. I think Travis Benjamin is a great play. I think Eckler is a great play. Um, Keenan Allen should be chalk. Uh, he should have a monster game. Um, and, um, uh, because we'll talk about Hunter Henry related with his crazy injury, um, Stefan Diggs, um, uh, he is not a hundred percent from his hamstring. I don't care what anybody tells you, even if it was the mildest of mild grade ones, it has been less than a week. There's no way that he is a hundred percent. This team does not want to throw the ball last week could have been fluky, uh, and they may need to throw a little bit more this week. But I have no interest in Diggs this week. I'm quite concerned, uh, continuing to be concerned. I, I I think he will play. I just I, he won't be 100. Uh, percent I would rather have Thielen or Cook, uh, even maybe Rudolph over over Diggs. I just I have no interest. And what are your thoughts on on his hamstring? Yeah, completely agree. He's had kind of the injury bug on and off, just like this every year he's been here. And um, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't play this weekend, like a last minute scratch. So even if he does play, he's going to be limited like he was last week. And I would consider starting someone else. He's not worth having out there and hoping to have a big game because that's what he really needs. He's not a guy who's going to get you six, seven catches a game consistently. He needs a big play to make a count. And he's probably not the guy for you this week. Uh, Tyler Lockett, who I was really high on last week, he killed me. He salvaged any fantasy value that he had with that one t- catch which ended up being a touchdown for 40 something yards um popped up with a back injury ended up practicing in limited today that came out later and it was modified back injuries scare me a little bit they have a great matchup versus um the Steelers in Pittsburgh and you saw what the Patriots did to them last week um I think uh given what we know about their offense they're going to try to run the ball but they will definitely pass um I would call him a 70% chance to play right now. I still like him. I still think uh, the only reason he really struggled last week because he's got double coverage, double teamed, and they may do that to him. They may not. I don't know. 
Uh, David Moore is not back yet with his shoulder injury. So this is this would be a DK Metcalf who looked actually pretty good last week in his meniscal injury and uh, a Jaron Brown who didn't even get any targets last week. Uh, and Chris Carson, who looked fantastic and uh, should be uh, a top seven, top five running back potentially. Um the Robbie Anderson's calf, uh, he still won't be 100%. Again, the significant downgrade with Semyon, I really don't have any interest in him. The problem is uh, if you drafted him pretty high, would you start him this week? For uh, Robbie Anderson? Yeah, with his uh, with no, his, I, uh, I mean, his calf. Look what's happened now. Like They don't have Sam Darnold. He's had this ongoing calf. I have him in one league. He's sitting on my bench until I see something productive from him with his new quarterback for a couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, if you have the luxury of doing that, if you don't, I mean, he's a flex to me, um, probably because unless you you like a three or four wide receiver start where you can start him as a three. But uh, remember, they, they, they lost to Nunwa, uh, so he, there's volume there. Uh, Crowder is going to get the volume. Um, so, uh, but, but I just, I'm not overly concerned about the calf. It's just the whole situation. Yeah. Uh, Dante Pettis, man, this guy killed me last week. I lost at least one, if not two leagues because of him. Um, two snaps. What the, what, come on, man. I mean, two snaps. I know they were in a doghouse, but two snaps. That's crazy. So uh, this guy's riding the bench until, until he proves otherwise. I, I believe his talent I'm a little concerned about the groin injury because they do linger and maybe they were just being smart, but oh man, this hurt bad. Uh, any interest in him right now? No, he was kind of fading at the end of the preseason also just with his role in the team. And now he's hurt. I mean, I think he just lost his opportunity to take over as a lead receiver. We'll see what happens later on, but I would avoid him at least for the next week or so if you can. Um, obviously, if you have to play him, as a flex, he's an option, but not where you, we or a lot of people are drafting him, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, Albert Wilson suffered a re-injury to this calf. He's 50-50 in my opinion. This is going to take time. He needs to take time off. He is a speed guy. Uh, he's a slot speed guy. The Patriots, we saw how God awful the Dolphins are. Oh my God, do they look bad. I'm going to the game this week. I expect it to be about 110 degrees. Maybe not. Maybe I'm lucky. Um, I, for his benefit for the long run, I hope he doesn't play this game so that he actually can get healthy. You saw how dominant the Patriots defense was last week. I know it was at home, uh, but they, I mean, the Steelers have a pretty potentially dominant offense and they just shut them down to the T. Uh, Gilmore is legit. They may have the best defense they've had of the Belichick era. I want nothing to do with the Miami this week, even though they always play him hard. Avoid Albert Wilson until he's until he's ready. Um, Sterling Shepard looked actually really good last week for the Giants. Got a good target share along with Evan Ingram, um, but unfortunately suffered a concussion. Co uh, Cody, I think it's Cody Lattimore, had a ton of air yards. He's probably the guy that's going to be uh, the value play this week, if 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 especially if Shepard's out. Um, any any thoughts on on Shepard if he does play? Yeah, I think I saw that Shepard was almost certainly going to be out. You know, concussion protocol NFL is usually a week at least. Yeah. So um, he, he may be a game time decision, but I'm expecting probably to be out. Um, it just comes. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, um, there, a good rule of thumb is about 70% of sports-related concussions resolve within 7 to 10 days. The minimum return to play for a, a, a for an NFL concussion, because I know the protocol, is five days. So if it happened on Sunday, the fastest he could return is tomorrow. So the good the good rule of thumb is if they don't practice on Saturday, uh, Friday, they're almost never going to play on Sunday. Mm -hmm. And, and, and Jordan Reed will be the same. It sounds like he's going to be back, but uh, I don't want to <laughs> Your favorite uh, player. Oh, God. A.J. Green. All right. So A.J. Green, there was a new article that came out yesterday. I think it was yesterday. It might have been the day before. In The Athletic. There was a, a behind a paywall that said that A.J. Green shed his boot on Wednesday. As far as we know, he had a severe ankle injury. Uh, sound 
likely a lateral ankle injury. There's some discrepancy whether or not he had an avulsion fracture. He was in the boot. He uh, was uh, non-weight-bearing up until recently, and then he shed the boot yesterday. This is a direct quote. He says, I'm targeting week four Monday night game. I don't know if I can do it. Uh, I, I'm walking now. I'm not even started running or any side work. So um, the he's targeting week four. I'm not ready to, to to stay in yet because we haven't even seen him start any any rehab. But these guys have the best rehab protocols and, and, and talent in the world to get them better. If if it's if it's possible, they will be back. Um, but he's going to be at very high risk for re-injury. What are your thoughts on on, on AJ Green uh, in looking forward? Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, he says week four, which could be a stretch. I don't think he's going to be able to rehab that quickly. But um, you know, the rehab that these guys have in their schedule is a lot more advanced than our normal schedules. Yeah. And just look at Emmanuel Sanders. He's completely put every doubter, you know, to rest. He's scored a touchdown last week, you know, just so early from Achilles. So this is not Achilles, obviously. It's a fracture or some sort of ligamentous injury. This really depends. Um, I think he might be okay for, to return at that time, but I would give him another week or two or so after that just to make sure he's 100. But he'll probably be close to that point, though, is my guess. Rashard Higgins, who actually got some looks for the Cleveland offense, uh, is dealing with a mild knee injury. Uh, I believe he practiced at least impartial today. I might be wrong about that. Uh, he's They're playing on Monday night. So um, remember that um, this is um, uh, something we will keep you updated on. He's more of a, of a, of a kind of a deep play anyway. Um as far as Kiki Kute, it sounds like there's a good chance he can return this week. Um, I do like their offense. You saw as long as they can keep um, uh, Watson on his feet. Um, uh, they're going to be very dynamic. They have a lot of weapons uh, with Watson throwing to Nuke. They have Stills now. They have Fuller, who you know saw some crazy, beautiful catches. Um, they're, they're likely going to have Kuti back this week. Um, they have Hyde running the ball and who got more touches than I thought he would. And Duke uh, also catching. So there's a lot of mouths to feed, but that's good. Kuti is, is one of those guys who could all takes his one pass and he gone like so there's a good chance he'll be back uh, this Excellent. week with some type of ankle injury. Um, Alshon Jeffrey with a biceps injury. He did okay last week, or better than okay. Uh, I don't really not concern any issues, any concerns. No, they haven't really said exactly why. I'm sure he just has pain around the biceps, could have pulled it or sprained it, but doesn't seem like a tear or anything important. So I expect him to be back on the field right away as long as he practices. Uh, a couple of C, uh, well, IR and then one season ending. Quincy Inunua to the IR uh, to the season ending with his second season ending neck injury. This could be a career ending. We don't know the details. Could be a herniated disc. Could be a bunch of things. Um, Tim Patrick broke his hand, uh, likely to the IR Devin Funches broke his collarbone, just like Nick Foles. He was placed on IR, probably going to have surgery. That's becoming a little bit of more of the new norm. And, um, he is uh, likely to return in week 10. Um, Brissette, they kind of look like they were trying to hide him. Um, I'm really surprised at how much Marlon Mack got the ball. Um, Hilton is going to be the wide receiver one, even though he's a wide receiver two now. Uh, their, their tight ends are kind of both mediocre right now because they, they kind of split the target share and neither really did much at all. Kane is a sneaky uh, deep threat, but uh, I, I don't know. I, I'm not really targeting anything on in, in Indy right now. If there's a stack, it's a Brissette, uh, uh, Hilton stack, because Brissette's still a value in DFS. Moving on to the wide receivers or sorry, the running backs, is um, James Conner was dealing with an illness, and we saw last week how much an illness can zap a player like Mike Evans. Uh, the good news is it sounds like he's feeling better, um, and, and this was earlier in the week. Uh, I don't, I'm not overly concerned about his, his, um, his matchup on Sunday versus the Steelers at home in a game they really need to win because starting 0-2 only leads to playoffs in 12.6% of the data. 
So not not very good time uh, potential. Uh, any concerns about James Conner this week? Not really. We don't. I mean, if he's feeling fine, he should be out there. Um, you know, he's at home, so as long as he's on the field, he should produce. Steelers at home are a different animal than Steelers away. So I think he should get over it. Hopefully, it was just from something from last week and carrying on. Um, Le'Veon Bell played a ton more snaps than I had anticipated. Um, Montgomery really didn't do anything. He actually looked, Bell looked pretty good. Um, he got a lot more of the target share than I thought he would, and we don't know what remains to be seen with Darnold being out right now. Um, Bell popped up on the report today with a shoulder, and I probably had, I don't know, 10 direct tweets and DMs asking me about Bell, and I'm like, I, we don't know anything. I don't know anything about it. Uh, all we know is he went for an MRI on his shoulder. It sounds precautionary. Reportedly came back as negative for major issues, and we all know that we're going to have some issues in our shoulder. Even if you take a 20-year-old healthy person, there's some probably wear and tear in that rotator cuff. Um, my suspicion is they'll probably get him back, but um, I don't ex- I don't expect him to have the same volume that he did last week. Maybe I'm wrong again, but this is a Monday night game. I would expect Montgomery to get some more looks week. Um, sounds like uh, Bell owners got very lucky. Any concerns with the shoulder? No, I mean, the MRI came back clean, just like you said. It could be some irritation of his rotator cuff or labrum, which is common in every athlete, essentially. So um, as long as he's practicing, he should be on the field. I think he takes a little bit of a hit with Darnold out, but that could just mean they push the ball more. So it just depends, you know, and he's someone who's not really game strip dependent because he can catch the ball. So um, I don't know if he gets as many carries as last week, but I think he could still be relatively effective. Another one that popped up today, uh, a kind of a similar uh, back, but doesn't catch the ball as much as Mark Ingram. Also dealing with a shoulder. We don't know any details. Um, here's, here's my thoughts on Ingram after reviewing the plays. And man, did they take it to the Dolphins. My God. He is going to be a sell high for me, regardless of how the shoulder plays out, because when they were really trying to win, he was only getting about 50 percent of the snaps at running back. And he I don't think he got a single target, which is not good because we thought he would get some. Gus Edwards looked pretty good. And Justice Hill is probably the most talented of the three. Uh, If Ingram is going to be out or limited, I expect Edwards to be kind of the the uh, 70 percent uh, hill to get the 30 percent they're playing um a, a, this new crazy air raid offense uh for the arizona cardinals and i expect them believe it or not it's probably going to be a shootout um i don't expect it to be a massacre like last week Kyler really impressed me uh he just kind of decided hey let's figure this out and turn on over the game and they managed to do that in a very short period of time after looking awful um, he's a sell high for me. Uh, I, I, I didn't invest in him really at all because I was more interested in justice Hill. And if Hill is available on your wire, we'll go pick him up. Any concerns? Yeah, I completely agree. I'm not, you know, I think Mark Ingram's just at the age where he's one injury away from becoming less relevant. He had an outstanding week last week. Um, but you know, I've, if I owned him in a league, which I don't, I think his value was a little too high for where his ADP was going. I would consider getting rid of him in the next week or two. You're never going to find it higher than right now. So it's uh, if you can get some good value from him, it's worth it. But um, you know, you always have to know he's one injury away from becoming irrelevant, especially in that offense. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of moving parts. The man Lamar looked awesome, and he oh, yeah. all Hollywood. Looked fantastic in his first game back from from his Liz Frank. You saw how dynamic he was. Uh, what a great story he was. Um, and remember that what he did last week is really not reproducible. He only played, and I want to say 12 or 14 snaps, and he caught four passes for um, two touchdowns and over 140 yards. So that is pretty insane. Um, Tyler Lockett numbers. Uh, yeah, like that's ridiculous. Uh, the talent is there, no doubt, and, and he yeah. can break away, as you saw in in, in, in any given play. 
but you really have to get lucky. Uh, and I mean, he may do it again this week. He's dealing with a hip injury of his own. I need to add that. I just thought of it. Um, and we don't know the details there, but, um, but uh, he is a boomer bust wide receiver three, uh, in my opinion, at least right now, until they get more established and we see where the targets go. Andrews looks really good. Boykin caught a pass, but he didn't get another target. Um, uh, and there's a couple uh, other guys uh, that's need uh, that are going to get looks as well. Uh, one of the biggest uh, injuries of the week uh, is Darius Geis. Uh, he suffered a meniscal tear of his non-repaired ACL knee, uh, and he underwent surgery by Dr. James Andrews this morning, Wednesday morning, who is the team doctor for both Alabama and and, and, the, and the Redskins, uh, and it, it is at his Florida facility, and he's going to be out probably six to eight weeks, which is a long timeline. So I'm wondering what if something else was going on. Um, uh, what, uh, what are your thoughts on Geis and, and would you stash him or would you sell him? Um, you know, the thing is that it really depends. They have, some people say that he had his meniscus trimmed out. So they have a small tear. Some reports are saying he had it repaired and the repairs means you stitch it back together. Mm. And the rehab for that is much more involved oh. with the repair. I mean, that's months out, not weeks. So yeah. Um, I'm not sure what exactly they did. I think he's going to be out. I think he's on, is he on IR yet? He probably will be set on IR, I imagine. Yeah, I mean, uh, they'd be silly. If they didn't put him on IR, that means it was a trim, in my opinion. I mean, if I have him, I'm selling him. I don't think he's worth statching away unless you have an IR spot and you can hold him. But I can't imagine having much value even when he comes back that late in the season. Yeah. he could, but I think Adrian Peterson is going to take the role now, which he should. And then uh, if you have an IR spot, hold on to him. But otherwise, I wouldn't do it. Yeah, That's I not mean, worth it. I warn people about Geis. And you can uh, – we put it on Instagram today. We put it on the Fantasy Doctors uh, – or Jeff did uh, – on the uh, Fantasy Doctors uh, Twitter feed. I wrote him up in the injury draft guide that I spent a lot of time and effort on. He's a very violent runner. He is very aggressive, and this is not a good year to draft him. First year back from an ACL, especially one that had four surgeries because of infections, is not a guy I want, especially um, in his first year back who had a hamstring strain a couple months ago. He was favoring his left knee, or the opposite knee. I don't know which knee it was. Uh, because that one's stronger, and unfortunately, he suffered a pretty large meniscal tear. Whether they they trimmed it out and calmed it down or they repaired it, which is a big deal, uh, he is out for at least six, if not eight weeks, maybe even longer. If the uh, Redskins are you know, way out of the playoffs in week 10, 11, 12, are they going to potentially risk one of their um, – their feature uh, backs, you know, one of their potential star players to come back for a couple games. Maybe and they're not the smartest, yeah. uh, you know, smartest guys, but maybe, maybe they will. But think of it that way. I, I, I don't sell, sell, sell dynasty, sell, let somebody else worry about his injuries. Exactly. Joe Mixon rolled his ankle pretty good, but surprisingly got lucky in his MRI only showed a grade one. As far as we know, essentially saying it was negative. Um, my thoughts are that they should sit him this week and get him healthy so that he can be healthy and 100% effective for the next four to six weeks, you know, for the rest of the year, but give him a, a week or two off. They probably won't. Gio Bernard is probably going to take about 50% of the carries. They just paid him a nice uh, chunk of salary before the season started. Any thoughts on uh, Mixon and would you start him this week if you had him? Uh, it's hard. Ankle injuries persist for so long, especially with running backs. Uh, he's the kind of guy when he is, when he's out there and he, he's ready to go, you got to start him. But, um, yeah, I think it's a judgment call. I think we have to see what happens tomorrow and how he's feeling and then into Saturday. And then if he's practicing, I'd start him, but, um, hesitate, hesitantly start him. I think this turns uh, – I play a lot of DFS, so I think this turns Geo into a value play. 
uh, even if he does. Uh, if I prefer, actually, I would prefer if Mixon played so that people will be scared off by uh, Mixon and not play Geo so that I can play Geo as a value play, knowing that Mixon is at high risk for re-injury um, and probably wouldn't get the workload even if he does stay healthy the whole whole game. Yeah. They're playing, I believe they're playing San Francisco. Um, Tevin Coleman, who I warned people about, I remember a specific conversation on Twitter where someone said, he's not injury prone. I'm like, I think he is. I don't think he can handle duties. And what? We didn't even make it a whole game. And he had, he has a high ankle sprain that they deemed as moderate or grade two, at least three to weeks, probably closer to six. Uh, these are quite painful. This is not something you want to return early on. This hands the keys to the backfield to both Matt Breida, who I like if he can stay healthy, and Raheem Mostert. Um, any interest in either of these guys? And any, what are your thoughts on Coleman? Yeah, I mean, Coleman, he, he's the kind of guy that if he, he was going to get the rock and now he's hurt. So they've been, they gave it to Mostert and Breida both. I like Breida a little more if I was going to fade on Coleman um, for the next week based on his injury. Just depends if he gets on the field. I don't think he's that dynamic option that we thought he's going to be, and we know how he functions in a Mike Shannon offense. So I like Breda a little more, just just based on his ability to catch the ball and uh, kind of stay on the field a little bit. But I wouldn't I wouldn't blame someone to start, you know, put Seven Coleman in a flex uh, if he plays. Yeah, I mean, obviously he's going to shut down for a, a good month. Uh, I like Breida. Uh, Mostert may find his way onto a couple of my DFS uh, uh, GPPs this week. But I, I, I was big Breida season. If anybody follows me on Twitter, which uh, you probably should because this is the beginning of uh, a chaotic season. Um, we talk about this. I, I, I said this is Breida season. It's go time. If he stays healthy, he's got five yards per carry, which is elite um, potential. He did it last year. Um Let's quickly bang out the three uh, wide uh, tight ends. Uh, there's two on your list. I don't know if I put the third one on there, but we'll talk about them. Yeah. The first and most important is Hunter Henry. Um, man, this kid cannot catch a break. I was driving home from clinic yesterday, and, and it popped up on my phone. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. A tibial plateau fracture less than 14 months after suffering an ACL tear on the other knee? I'm like, this is ridiculous. I really liked him this season, but then they say four to six weeks. So I don't know what the, I don't know what he has. Cause if he has a tibial plateau fracture, it is not four to six weeks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I, maybe he has a, like an avulsion, an MCL avulsion or an LCL avulsion that took a piece of the tibia off. Uh, maybe all I know is that JJ Watt had a tibial avulsion fracture a couple of years ago and it took him like almost a whole year to rehab. Um, he was, you know, he's back to hundred percent, but, uh, on the same kind of end of the, or on the other end of the spectrum, Aaron Rodgers had a similar injury last year that he played throughout the whole year with. So maybe that's what he, that's what they're referring to. Uh, either way, bad injury, unfortunate injury. He's going to be out at least four weeks, maybe closer to six, depending on what this actually is. Um, yet you, you kind of have to keep him on your bench because of his potential, but they're going to have a trickle-down effect. This is going to be Keenan Allen. This this is going to be more Eckler. This is going to be Travis Benjamin, depending on how what's going on with Mike Williams, his knee. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Chargers offense and Henry's injury? Yeah, so they haven't really been specific on how they're treating Henry's injury. I haven't heard of anything about surgery, so it must be minor. A lot of times when, we, uh, when you have a big, hit and you get a contusion or a sprain of the or inflammation of bone you could have some micro fracturing that you can kind of see on the mri yeah or just as you said jess you could have an avulsion of one of the ligaments like an mcl avulsion which you treat like an mcl injury which is a one of the less important but still stabilizing ligaments of the knee so that would generally be about four to six weeks so um you know we know he's out for that long I think that might be right, just depending on the diagnosis, which you know much about. Yeah, I would put a huge boost up to everyone else on the team. You know, whatever targets he was absorbing have to go somewhere, and they like to pass the ball. So 
more yeah. Eckler, more Keenan Allen. If Mike Williams hopefully comes back at some point, then more of him also. But that stinks. So he was one of those high-end guys who kind yep. of had season we've been waiting for for years now. Yeah, especially uh, with how much Rivers loves his tight end um, with Antonio Gates for eternity. Uh, Virgil Green, I believe, is the backup. Don't waste your time. Um, especially with uh, with Jared Cook not looking very good in his, his Saints debut, the top five tight ends is kind of pretty clear cut. You have Kelsey, you have Kittle, you have Ertz or in whatever order. You have Ingram, who was a monster. Um, and, and then you were really supposed to have Henry. So yeah. Howard didn't look very good, and he really hasn't done much tonight either. Um, I mean, maybe Waller with how potential he came up. Herndon comes back in a couple weeks. Um, he may not have anybody to throw to him, but, um, you know, this, this is getting decimated really fast. Uh, Trey Burton dealing with that groin injury. Um, sounds like he has a better chance to play this week. I really don't have much interest in him. Any thoughts on him? Um, not, didn't have interest beginning of the season. Still don't have interest now. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've been burned by him in the past, so he's a quick fade in my books. Yep. And finally, Mr. Seventh Concussion, Jordan Reed. Uh, let's put it this way. He is at significant injury risk for another concussion, another re-injury. Uh, he is one hit away from maybe a, a, his career. Um, Gronk uh, came on the news, I don't know, yesterday or today, saying he reportedly suffered over 20 concussions in the NFL. Five that he specifically remembers being completely blacked out, to give you an idea. So seven, while astronomical and ridiculously high, you get an idea of apparently it's not that high compared to, you know, a similar, very large dominant tight end. Uh, I feel bad for him. I wish he would hang it up because this is going to correlate with brain injury down the road. There's several studies that prove it. There is no question that it's going to definitely impact him, whether it's depression, whether it is CTE, whatever, whatever exactly plays out. Um, I wish him the best of luck. I don't have any faith in him. Um, maybe maybe I would consider streaming him in like a DFS, but nothing, no, no, no actual important league, so to speak. Um, that's all we have for a week, uh, heading into week two. Uh, I want you guys to do me a favor and hit the like button and hit the subscribe button. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening on one of the podcasts, please subscribe to it so that you can get it to drop either uh, Thursday night or Friday morning, depending on when we record it. Uh, this will bring you the highest yield medical information from two physicians that cover these injuries all the time. Um, and if you have any questions, you can reach out to us either in uh, in the comments section or a direct tweet, and we'll be happy to answer. Be sure to check out some of our other videos about in-depth analysis on some of the many of the injuries that we covered today. And we will see you uh, next uh, week. Any uh, final thoughts? No, thank you for having me today. And, you know, just as Jesse said, Jesse's developed this huge injury list and it's constantly updated to the minute updates. So follow uh, the Fantasy Doctors and Jesse on Twitter. You'll get all the information you need. We're really just summarizing what he puts on already. So um, if you are interested, keep watching and thanks for tuning in. All right. Take care, guys. Until right, next week. Thanks.